My beloved brothers and sisters in the faith, first of all, praises be to our loving Father for gathering each and every one of us from different places, connected together in spirit and also by means of this technology, so that we can worship God as one assembly in the way that pleases and honors Him. In our study today, we will continue looking into the so-called Beatitudes of Yahusha, our King, in the Sermon of the Mount. Last week, we talked about those who are meek. The Bible says, blessed are those who are meek. The meek are those who are like clay in the hands of Yahuwah, who is our maker. And so for one to be meek, one needs to accept full surrender to the authority of our maker as he shapes our character using various means in our life. And so today... We will follow up with the Beatitudes of Yahushua, and we will look into another aspect of one of the attitudes we need to possess to become more and more like Yahushua to be prepared for salvation. So what is another attitude that we must develop within ourselves? Let's turn now to the book of Matthew 5 and the verses 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So what is another beatitude? An attitude we need to develop within ourselves to become more and more like Yahushua. We must hunger and thirst for righteousness. Yahushua says they are indeed blessed. Now why are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness blessed? Because they shall be filled. In other words, they will be completely happy completely content and satisfied with their life, no matter what is happening to them. Is this how we feel? Are we content and satisfied, completely joyous in our life today? If not, perhaps we are not hungering and thirsting for righteousness. Now, for us to do that, we need to first understand what is the meaning of righteousness. The righteousness referred to by Yahushua HaMashiach himself. And so we read Matthew 5, verse 6. Let's read Matthew 5, 20 for the answer. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. So which is the righteousness that we should hunger and thirst for? It is the righteousness that surpasses, that exceeds the righteousness of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. You see, not all righteousness are made the same. So we need to know what this is that Yahusha is speaking about. We know the Pharisees were religious people. They taught the law of Moses. They practiced their religion with zeal. However, the righteousness is not what Yahusha was speaking about. Why? What kind of righteousness was possessed by the Pharisees and the teachers of the law? Let's read Matthew 23, 27 to 28. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You were like whitewashed tombs which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of dead men's bones and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and 
wickedness. According to Yahushua, what is the righteousness of the Pharisees? It is one based on hypocrisy. In what way is their hypocrisy revealed? Yahushua says they look beautiful on the outside, but inside are full of dead men's bones. This is why Yahushua likened their religion, likened their, their righteousness to whitewashed tombs. And so it's all about the exterior. It's all about the rituals and the show, which reminds us of what the Apostle Paul said. What did he say? He said, in the last days, people will hold on to the outer form of religion, but reject its real power. And so we can see this at work in many people's lives, including people who are quote unquote religious. They are active in the practice of religion. And so they attend worship services, they sing the hymns, they give the offering, they say the right words, they do the right things. However, on the inside, something terrible is in the sight of Yahushua. It's not making or creating an impact in their hearts and in their minds. There's no transformation that comes from within. Remember, Yahuwah and Yahushua, they're looking not just at our external actions, but more so our heart and our motivation. This is why Yahushua tells us our righteousness must exceed, exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. What else characterizes the righteousness of the Pharisees? Let's read the book of Philippians chapter 3, 5 down to 6. I was a member of the Pharisees who demand the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. Brothers and sisters, you know who the one, who is the one speaking there? Who is that one? Apostle Paul. He said, I was a member of the Pharisees. He was a Pharisee. He studied the law of Moses. Not only did he study the law of Moses, he was a zealot. He was zealous when it comes to obeying the teachings of the law. This is why you could not find fault in the obedience that Apostle Paul showed when it comes to the laws of Moses. And so the righteousness that is based by the Pharisees is a righteousness that is based on one's own work. Was this enough? However, is it enough for us to be put right with God when our righteousness is based only upon our own works? We read Philippians 3, 5 to 6. Let's read Apostle Paul's conclusion in 7 down to 9. I once thought these Things were valuable. Want to pause there for a while? What was he referring to? When he said, I once thought these things were valuable. He was speaking about his own righteousness. His own zeal in fulfilling the laws and commandments as taught by Moses. He said, I once thought these things were valuable. But now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Yahushua, my Lord. 
for his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ, for God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. What was the conclusion of Apostle Paul? When he discovered the Christ, it changed in a radical way his life completely. Why? Because before he depended on his personal works and righteousness. When he discovered Yahusha the Christ, what did he say? He said what he reckoned, what he thought was valuable. Now he considers to be garbage because of what he knows now about the Christ. What righteousness then is he pursuing? Not his own righteousness, but the righteousness that comes through Christ, Yahushua. In other words, what he learned to hunger and thirst for was Yahushua, the Christ himself, to be one with him. Did Apostle Paul hunger and thirst for the true righteousness? Yes. What's the proof? That Apostle Paul thirsted and he hungered for Christ, the true righteousness. Apostle Paul said that in order to gain Christ, the true righteousness, he was ready to give up and to discard everything else. That's how much he thirsted and hungered for Christ. He was willing to give up everything and anything to obtain Yahusha to be one completely with him. Are we like that? Because unless we thirst and hunger for Yahusha to the point that we are willing to give up everything that we have to gain him, we cannot say that we have thirsted enough and hungered enough for him. But look, look at the great result because of Apostle Paul's, because he learned to hunger and thirst after Christ. He said, compared to knowing Christ. Even what he had before that he considered valuable compared to knowing Christ, compared to it, it is but garbage. This is why he was completely filled. He was completely satisfied because he pursued, he hungered and thirsted for Yahusha the Christ. Unfortunately, many people today, instead of pursuing righteousness inside or in Yahusha the Christ. What do they do instead? Let's read the book of John, chapter 6, verse 27. Do not work for food that spoils. Instead, work for the food that lasts for eternal life. This is the food which the Son of Man will give you because God the Father has put his mark of approval on him. What have people longed for, hungered, and thirsted for, which is why they are not satisfied. They're not content with life. They pursued and hungered for food that spoils. What is that? Food that spoils. What does that represent? That represents material things, physical food, physical drink, physical things, the, the things that the eyes can see. Is there anything wrong with physical food? Anything wrong with material things? Nothing wrong with them. We need that. We need physical food. However, what does Yahusha instruct us to do? When it comes to our priority, 
it should not be the physical things that we see with our eyes because all things that we see with our eyes, it spoils. It has an expiration date. Is that true? Name me one thing that you can see here on earth that does not have an expiration date. Is there anything here on earth that doesn't have an expiration date? How about the canned foods? Does that have an expiration date? Yes. It does, doesn't it? Right? How about the planet earth? Does it have an expiration date? Yes. According to astronomers, when is the expiration date of the earth? 20 million years from now, perhaps? But according to Yahushua, when is the expiration date of the earth? We don't know. But time is coming when it will come to an end. Apostle Paul said, always keep in mind that what we can see right now with our eyes, they're temporary. But what we cannot yet see, that is permanent. And so what do we need to do? What should be the priority of our work? It is to pursue, to hunger, to thirst for the food which will last for eternal life. That is what will truly satisfy and fill us. Well, what is that? What is the food that lasts for eternal life? We need to know what that is. We read John 6, 27. Let's read John 6, 32 to 35. Yahushua said, I tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us that bread every day. Yahusha replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never thirst, will never be thirsty. According to Yahusha himself, when he spoke about the food that will last to everlasting life, what was he speaking about? Well, when he spoke to his disciples, he said to them, do you remember the days of Moses? Because during the days of Moses, the father gave bread to his people Israel, right? What was that bread called? Manna. Were they able to live throughout their wilderness experience because of the manna, the bread that God gave them? Yes. But then after Yahusha reminded them of the bread that came from heaven that the father provided Moses and the people of Israel, what else did Yahusha say? Yahusha said, but the father is giving you now the opportunity to receive the true bread. Brothers and sisters, the true bread mentioned by Yahusha, that is the food that will give us everlasting life. Question is, brethren, what is the true bread? Yahusha then said, I am the bread of life. It's not what. But who, who is the living bread, the bread of life? That is Yahusha HaMashiach. In other words, what Yahusha is telling us, we need to hunger and thirst for him. Because when we go to him, as we hunger and thirst for him, we will never hunger 
and thirst ever again. They shall be filled. However, what is often missed by people, even though they have faith in Yahushua HaMashiach. Let's go back to John chapter 6, 26 to 27, and let's read 35 as well. Yahushua answered, I am telling you the truth. You are looking for me because you ate the bread and had all you wanted, not because you understood my miracles. Do not work for food that spoils. Instead, work for the food that lasts for eternal life. This is the food which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has put his mark of approval on him. Yahushua replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. When it comes to Yahushua, what is often missed by many people today, which is why they lack satisfaction. They're not content with their life, even though they believe and profess faith in Yahushua HaMashiach himself. Well, Yahushua, when he was with his disciples, when people were following him, what did he say to the people? He said, I'm telling you the truth. You were looking for me because you ate the bread and had all you wanted. And so the people were looking for Mashiach, for Yahushua, to give them physical bread. And while they got the physical bread, they missed the whole point, right? What did they miss? They got the physical bread. But what they missed was the living bread. Yahushua said, you're looking for me. Because you ate the bread, not because you understood the miracles. Because if they understood the miracles, they will understand. Yahusha is the living bread. In other words, their focus was on the gift rather than the giver of the gift. Their focus was on the physical bread instead of the living bread. Brothers and sisters, we need to thirst and hunger not for the things that Yahusha can give us, but for Yahusha himself. It's only then that we will be completely satisfied and filled in our life. But what does that mean? That we thirst for Yahusha himself as the living bread. Let's read the book of John 6, 56 to 58. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. I live because of the living father who sent me in the same way anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. I am the true bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will not die as your ancestors did, even though they ate the manna, but will live forever. How can we Truly thirst and hunger for the living bread, who is Yahusha HaMashiach. Yahusha says, anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood, anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. You see, you, what Yahusha wants us to do is not just to feed off or to eat from the physical bread that he gives. Yahusha is telling us now we need to feed on him. Because when we feed on him, we will live because of him. What does that mean? That we must feed on him. Yahushua says, 
Whoever, anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood. Was he speaking, speaking physically here? No. He's referring to his fellowship with us and our fellowship with him. That's why he says, in me and I in him. He's speaking about our dependence, our relationship with him. What good is our religion if we don't have a true and vital fellowship and relationship with Yahusha Hamashiach? This is what it's all about. What Yahusha wants from us is to thirst and hunger for him in such a deep way we cannot live apart from him. We need him at all times in our life. It's only then that we will experience the satisfaction that endures forever. Have we done that? You know, there was someone who has done exactly that. And indeed, he was satisfied and filled. Who was that? Philippians 4, 12 to 13. I know how to live in almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, whether plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. How can we experience the satisfaction, the contentment that comes after thirsting and hungering for Yahusha the Christ. Apostle Paul says, I have learned the secret of living in every situation. Brothers and sisters, have you encountered different situations in your life? Not too long ago, there were many people who lived, lived their life and never even thought about their physical health, right? And then COVID came. And it changed everything we thought about life, right? Because all of a sudden, without announcement, without preparation, our social life changed, right? Uh, our thinking about our health changed. And so we felt the reality of physical danger, of losing our life, getting sick. Situations in our life, it changes all the time. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Apostle Paul experienced it all. What did he say was constant? He said, I have learned the secret of living in every situation. He has learned to be content no matter what. And what was that secret? Bible says, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Because he hungered and thirsted for Christ. So much so he said that I am willing to discard everything people consider to be valuable just to obtain Christ. And because of that commitment, because of that thirsting, that hungering for Christ, he was satisfied in all situations because he had Christ in him. This is what that message is all about. That's what the beatitude is all about. To have Christ in us. Because we hunger and thirst for him to be in us. But what does that mean? How can we do that? How can we learn this secret from the Apostle Paul? Let's teach and learn further from his writings. In the book of Ephesians 3, 16 to 17, 19 to 20. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources. He will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts 
as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. How can we have Christ in us? Apostle Paul says we need to learn to trust in him. Depend upon him. Long for him at all times in our life. Why? What will happen when we trust in Yahushua the Christ? Apostle Paul says Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. You see, brothers and sisters, when Yahushua says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness because they will be filled, he was really referring to us thirsting and hungering for him. And when we have him in our hearts, because we trust in him, what shall we also receive? Bible says all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. If Christ is in our hearts, that's the secret that Apostle Paul learned. And the truth is, brothers and sisters, we don't have to be Apostle Paul to have the Christ be in our hearts. That's the secret. Yes, we know Yahushua sits at the right hand of God in heaven, but he can also dwell in our hearts. Why not bring Yahushua into our hearts today that he can continue to be in us and dwell in us so that we can have the fullness of life and power that comes from God. With this fullness of life and power, what shall we be able to accomplish? Did you see what Apostle Paul said? We will accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. In other words, even the impossible we will be able to do if we have Christ in our hearts. But why are we sure that Yahushua the Christ would want to dwell in our hearts? That he would want to fellowship in us? Let's read the final passage of our studies today. The book of Revelation 3, 20 to 21. Look, I have been standing at the door and I'm constantly knocking. If anyone hears me calling him and opens the door, I will come in and fellowship with him and he with me. I will let everyone who conquers sit beside me on my throne, just as I took my place with my father on his throne when I had conquered. What we read there is Yahushua's message to those who belong to the assembly, to those who belong to his body. He is not speaking to the apostles. He's speaking directly to us. And there's something he wants us to know because Yahushua knows that in this life we're going to encounter problems and tribulations in life. He knows we have to conquer them all. But he also knows we cannot conquer them by ourselves. And so what does he do? He says to each one of us speaking to us now, he says, look, look, I'm constantly standing at the door. And I'm constantly knocking. But there was an instruction that Yahushua wants to give us. What is that? He says, if anyone hears me 
calling him and opens the door. That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to listen. He wants us to hear that knock. And so, brethren, let us listen for that knock. Let us listen for the voice of Yahushua. When should we especially listen for that knock and the voice of Yahushua the Christ? During times of tribulation in our life. Sometimes when we are at the bottom, feeling down and out, when we feel like giving up, that's the time. We need to especially listen for that voice. And so what we want you to do, brothers and sisters, every day, learn to listen for that voice. Maybe tonight before you pray, maybe now as we are worshiping together, why not go to Yahusha and say to him, my Lord, my Messiah, you know what I'm going through in my life. How I want to hear your voice. May you knock on the door of my heart. May you come in and fellowship with me. Because this is what he wants to do. He is just waiting for us. He's waiting for us to open that door. To listen to that knock. He is constantly knocking. Constantly seeking to be allowed to enter our hearts. Why not allow our Mashiach? To enter into our hearts. Because when he is in our hearts, we will be filled with his power. We will be able to conquer whatever tribulation we're facing. And so before we pray together, brothers and sisters, open your heart to Yahushua. Let him in. Let him fellowship with you. That you too will be able to overcome. Just as he overcame everything, we too will be able to overcome. And one day... When he returns, he will take us so we can be with him on his throne to be besides Abba, our loving father. That is our goal. That is Yahushua's goal for each one of us to be where he is at this moment. And so, brethren, let us hunger and thirst for the presence of Yahushua in our life constantly as we journey to the promised land. Let us stand and we shall pray together. Everlasting Yahuwah, Almighty God, yes, our loving Abba, yes, thank you so much for giving us your beloved son, Amen. Yahushua HaMashiach. Yes, thank you for giving us the opportunity yes, to be put right with you. Yes, so far. That way, we can serve, we can worship, we can obey. Amen. As grace allows us to. Yes. As faith permits us to. Yes. As love dictates us so. Amen. We belong to you now. Yes. We are your sons and daughters. Yes. We know as human beings, we will never be perfect. Yes, we will make mistakes. Yes. We will sin against you along the way. But we also know you were long-suffering, quick to forgive yes. our sins. And so we take this opportunity now. Yes. Allow us, loving Abba, yes. to fellowship with your son, yes. our King Yahushua. Yes. Yahushua, our Messiah. Yes, oh you listen to the prayers of your servants. Yes. Perhaps some 
of your servants today. Listen for your voice to speak to them. Yes, Please always knock on the doors of our hearts. Yes, Teach us to listen to you yes. because we know that you will keep your word. Yes. You will seek to enter into fellowship with us. Yes, when we think about that, yes. about your command, we are ashamed because who are we to have someone like you yes, dwell in our own hearts? Amen. Please, loving Yahushua, Yes. Remember your servants and make us worthy. Yes. Help us to receive you yes. because we thirst and hunger for you. Yes. Remind us always every day. Yes. We do not have to live this life apart yes. from you. The truth is apart from you. We are branches that wither. Yes. We need you always in our life. Yes. And so please manifest yourself. Strengthen us every day. Yes. Father, thank you so much. We know we can always count on you. Yes. May you heal your people yes. who are afflicted with various sicknesses, yes. whatever it may be. Oh, Father, yes. give us enough strength and faith yes. to overcome them all. Amen. Father, bless your people throughout the world. Yes. Help us to be one in proclaiming your message, yes. in proclaiming your name and yes. the name of your son. Father, we believe that you have listened to our prayers. Yes. We ask and beg everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen. Amen.